In today's highly competitive mortgage industry, building profitable relationships with real estate agents is essential for success. However, finding effective ways to secure agent relationships can be a challenge. With so many mortgage loan originators vying for the attention of real estate agents, it can be difficult to stand out and establish meaningful connections. Our new case study featuring loan officer Chris Coghill is a must read. Chris has closed a remarkable 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals. And in this case study, he shares his proven strategies for building strong relationships with real estate agents and leveraging those relationships to drive more business. To get your hands on this resource, head over to locasestudy.com and download your free copy of the case study today. You'll find actionable insights and practical tips that Chris used to close 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals and how you can too. Don't miss out. Go check it out right now. Visit locasestudy.com and download your free copy today. Welcome to Mortgage Marketing Radio, brought to you by the Mortgage Marketing Institute, your number one source for truth in mortgage marketing. Hey listeners, Jeff Zimfer. Thanks for tuning into another episode of the Mortgage Marketing Radio Podcast. I appreciate you for tuning in. If you're a first time listener, welcome. Appreciate you being here. And if you've been with us for a while, well, hey, welcome back and I appreciate you tuning back in consistently. And uh, if you wouldn't mind, if you're getting value from these episodes, hey, would love you sharing a little bit of love on the interwebs, a little review out there on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you're listening to this, that helps us reach more people and make a difference in more people's lives. So I appreciate that. Number one, number two, we got to make sure to remind you guys, if any of you listening right now want to go to the next level in your career, want to get more agent referrals and relationships, want to build your brand personal brand on social media, online with video marketing, Facebook ads, and the like, be sure and check out the local happenings we've got for our members at our mortgage marketing.pro membership. Lots of good stories happening over there. As a matter of fact, let me pull up one real quick for you right here. One of the things we do at the Mortgage Marketing Pro community is that uh, we help originators reach maximum agents in minimum time and drive engagement and referrals from real estate agents. And we do that by relying on what is proven to be the most efficient, effective, quickest way to do that. And that is by teaching agents to fish, pouring value into agents, educating them, help them grow their business. How do we do that? Teaching agent classes. One of our members uh, who's uh, one of the top uh, loan officers, top producing loan officers with uh, Nova Home Loans in Colorado, Michelle Fairman Otto, what's up? She just did a class yesterday. She had uh, 12 agents show up, quality realtors, not newbies. And Michelle points out on uh, our Facebook group here that she barely even marketed it. She, she had like a week's lead time of marketing. So the turnaround, the attendance on that was strong. 15 reservations, 12 showed up, 12 out of 15. Okay. The content was disrupt or die, surviving the digital real estate shift. Her feedback is they love the content and got, um, she's already set some follow-up appointments on the books and they requested to be invited to future classes. She's doing it again in two weeks and I guarantee you she'll have higher attendance. And by then we'll have some uh, stories of how many loans she's gotten referred by then. So if you want to learn more about that kind of stuff, go check it out at mortgagemarketing.pro. Okay. 
Next, we want to give a quick shout out to the Industry Syndicate. I'm a proud member of the Industry Syndicate. And if you like content here and you're looking for more good content, loan officer, realtor content, podcasts, Alexa flash briefings, Facebook live shows, uh, YouTube channel shows, you name it, you can find all that and more under one single roof at the Industry Syndicate. Check them out at industrysyndicate.com, real estate's first media network. Okay, let's get into my special guest this week. I am bringing to you Mr. Rob Wisnick, VP of Mortgage Lending out of Philly. Go Dirty Birds, Philly. (laughs) And uh, we are talking about Rob's story, how he went in just four years, took his production from 12 million to 80 million. 243 loans in 2018 for 80 million in fundings. Perhaps more significantly, folks, was the fact he was able to go. Actually, he doubled his business in one year. In one year. So we're going to unpack how he does that. He gets 100% of his business's referral, 95% of his purchase business from real estate agents. He has about uh, two to three dozen core agents that are on his A-list team that consistently send them almost 100% of their business if they can control that. So we're going to unpack this. We're going to talk about how what really changed Rob's business was how he forced himself to get outside of his comfort zone. And he had a shift in mindset and in looking at himself and how, how he identified himself as a mortgage professional. You'll hear him talk about that. Um, you'll hear him talk about some of the daily activities he does and uh, what he's doing to consistently grow his brand. And is he worried about disruptors like Zillow and Quicken? Is he concerned? You'll hear his story and more. So without further ado, let's get into this week's show. Hey, Rob, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You bet, man. Appreciate you being here uh, from Philly, right? The city of brotherly love, isn't it? Right. Are you feeling the brotherly love out there? (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Bryce Harper just came on, so we're we're all ready for baseball season now. So, Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. You got tickets or what? Uh, I just pick up as needed. So no, no season tickets. Yeah. What was, there's a whole story there, right? He, he, instead of signing with the Dodgers, right? He went to Philly because of the taxes partly. There were about three, four cities that he was thinking about. And uh, at the end of the day, I think he was looking to finish his career in a city and we gave him that, that contract. So he gave the best offer. What's that contract worth? 330. 330 million for 13 years. We're in the wrong business, right? Yeah, right. I should have stuck with Little League. <laughs> I doubt I'd be anywhere close to that. All right, man, let's get into it because I know you're busy. So quick uh, background intro uh, for the listeners. Tell us who is Rob? Uh, what does he do? Why does he love doing loans? Sure. Rob Wishnick, guaranteed rate. Uh, I got in this business 16 years ago, four years ago, came to guaranteed rate. And that's where the business really took off. Uh, learned the business the right way, had some great people uh, to, to teach me the business, Cut, came in knowing absolutely zero, and uh, just learned the business the right way, learned by processing uh, and you know, learning how to put the file together, understand guidelines, where they were coming from, so that I could thoroughly explain it to a client. And then I got to a point in my business where it was sort of getting stale, and I was getting a little bored and wasn't sure what the next step was, was with that, prior, that first company for 12 years. And then found GR. Okay. And uh, that's where it really took off. Just uh, more resources, uh, processing system that allowed me to go out and, and go look for business. Mm-hmm. Gave me, uh, freed me up 
to get out of the office. And that was uh, the start to being a game changer. Mm-hmm. And then something in me just sparked as, as it started to get busier. Uh, it was easier for me to have more confidence, go out and pitch what we do best. And it just continued to take off, make myself uncomfortable every day, mm-hmm. get myself into, you know, into doors that I probably wouldn't have had a shot before. But business breeds business and you start to do more business and more people want to talk to you. So that's really where it took off. All right. So there's a few things I want to unpack in there. Let's first uh, handle the numbers for those listening. 2018 units in volume? Uh, 243 units for 80.7 in volume, 80.7 million in volume. Right. Okay. Um, congratulations, by the way, that's a hell of a lot of units. What does your team look like? Who's, uh, who's helping you manage all that? Yeah. So, so my team is, I, I really, my service I built around trying to make an optimal experience for the borrower. So I'm leaner on the marketing side. I let a lot of guaranteed rates resources take that over for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, so my team is, uh, two processors, uh someone then to uh start the file and start chasing conditions in the very beginning and then i have a sales support uh who is uh, my right hand and i really helps getting a lot of estimates out for me working up uh, some of the deals so that if i'm on the road and a client needs a pre-approval quickly needs some uh you know, need some numbers thrown at them really quickly so that they know if they want to make an offer, he's helping uh, with that information, mm-hmm. um, watching the pipeline, making sure that's flowing. Again, if I'm, if I'm away from my desk so that there's somebody behind the scenes always watching mm-hmm. the, the pipeline flow. Okay. Uh, those, those two processors, are they dedicated only to you? Uh, no, 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 no. So uh, we, we have a two processor system. One basically takes the file from application to commitment letter, and the second takes from commitment to closing. Mm-hmm. So the, the first in line can handle more deals. So uh, I share that first with uh, another loan officer, okay. uh, and then the second is dedicated to me. So. All right, cool. Thank you. That's, uh, you know, whenever loan officers listen, they, they love to know the details about, wait a minute, he's got two full-time processors. Yeah, yeah. No wonder he's doing 243 units. That's what you yeah. hear, Rob. We're here to dispel that myth. That's, yeah, right. That's not why that is. Okay, very good stuff. Um, now, so you and I, you know that you know kind of the focus I want to have for this conversation is the journey from twelve million to eighty million because you did that in as you shared four short years, and that is like a big jump. Uh, I'm trying to do the math on that four years ten. So what was that like uh, a twenty million lift a year? Maybe a little bit less than that over four years. Yeah. So yeah, first year went from about. 12, 14 to 30 million. Then the you second year. Was your first year. My first year at GI, yeah, yeah, was, was from uh, 12 or 14. I can't remember the, the yeah. year when I ended, but right. the first year at GI was 30. Uh, then it went to 56, 64, and then 80. Wow. Okay. So you said a couple of things when, in your intro, which was, um, you know, there was a, a, a point in your, your career where you're like, hey, maybe it's, it's like time to make a change. I do want to talk about because you know, you've referenced it a couple of times, guaranteed rate and some of the resources they have that free you up to be able to go originate, which is like your main job. But I don't want to overlook the fact that you said something switched in you. And the reason why I don't want to overlook that is because I think uh, that is oftentimes the differentiator between somebody who doubles their business in a year or not. So can you just maybe briefly unpack, if you look back at that point, right, you're at 12, 14 million, whatever, you're deciding to make a, a career change or shift companies, simultaneously something switched in you, man, what was that? 
Yeah, so uh, I was getting pretty bored of you know writing another application. It was just the same mundane tasks over and over, and then the knowing that I was uh, you know having my hand in chasing a lot of the documents, uh, you know helping with the helping the processors get to the finish line. It was just it was every loan became a heavy heavy task. Uh, so when that was freed up from me, it allowed me more time to really go out and sell. Uh, so I saw it as an opportunity. I've always been an entrepreneur at heart from the time I was 12 years old. And I saw it. I've, I've always had my hand in a number of things and nothing, nothing full time except for being a loan officer. Uh, but just always different interests. And when I made the move to GR, because it had gotten to a point where I was getting pretty bored and it was getting the, the job was getting pretty stale for me, I said, I'm freeing up everything else. I'm making one real run at this to become, you know, to really boost my volume and make this a career. Mm. Uh, because I didn't even see it as a career, it was more of a job. And, uh. you know, it was my own business, and it, but it was becoming a job. And uh, it, that, that just excitement was gone. Hmm. So starting at GR, getting rid of all of those other interests and really just making this, this, this was the business. You went all in. It really, it really helped my mentality in, in boosting everything. So. so am I hearing then you had some other distractions because of your entrepreneurial nature that was stealing away your attention? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we, we, we talked to, you know, you're working with realtors and you're, talking to your clients and everyone has their own things going on. And it's interesting. And you know, it's interesting to hear people's stories and what they're involved in, and especially the real estate community in Philadelphia, where we've gone through this boom too, and people are involved in all sorts of development projects and you name it. And, you know, it's hard not to get interested in that. And, uh, but you know, the best thing for me in my career was just that tunnel vision. Okay. So focus on, focus on the loan. Yeah, so that's awesome, man. You kind of had a, like a you know light switched on or whatever, and you're like, okay, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to go all in. Um, I like that. What? Um, any couple of highlights though? Like you talked about a mentor who helped you kind of get started in the business. Is there anything you can highlight that when you made that switch, you you did noticeably differently as compared to before in terms of maybe your daily activities, your disciplines, or things like that? Sure. So, uh, again, going back to that, making myself uncomfortable, uh, you know, by nature, part of me, even though I am a salesperson, I think my, my initial instinct is to just want to stay at my computer and handle the pipeline and email and, and phone, but just getting out more, getting out in front of agents, getting out in, in front of consumer at, at consumer events. Um, so making myself, forcing myself to do that more, uh, really paid off. Mm. Uh, and you realize, Hey, you know, that's people don't want to be in this alone. People don't want to sit it there in front of their computer all day, you know, to get people out. So, you know, sometimes it's a breath of fresh air for them, especially real estate agents, you know, depending on what type of environment they're in, a lot of them are on their own islands. And, uh, you know, if you can help support them and, um, give them a, a, a nice environment to be working from. Uh, you know, inviting them out to coffee, lunch, whatever, they're, they're more than willing to be receptive to that. So what are the, some of the, some of the things that uh, you do or did that were outside of your comfort zone? Sure. Face-to-face -face, uh, consumer meetings. Um, I wasn't doing that all that often. So I started doing that uh, a bit more. Mm -hmm. um, asking for business, 
you know, but delicately and in, in, in my own way, asking from for agents. business. Yeah, from agents. Yeah, exactly. Why aren't we working together? What can I do differently? What can I do to help? You know, but beyond the basic pitch, you know, it's I, I try so hard in my business to just not be like others, you know, like like what I what I see as other loan officers. I don't want to be the nag. I don't want to be the thorn in a, an agent side that's just another lender asking for business. Um, you know, I try to bring my own little value proposition, so to speak, that everyone does. So uh, mm-hmm. just try asking for business is, is a big thing too. It's you know, but but delicately doing that. Well, all right. So you try to bring your own value proposition, right? We hear that term thrown a lot around a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I'd be interested to learn what is your value proposition, perhaps how you articulate that to realtors. Sure. So the experience plays a lot into it. This is my career, first and foremost. Uh, I'm in this to, you know, make sure that number one, at the end of the day, you're going to get your commission. Uh, Mr. And Mrs. Realtor, you know, it's that that's important where you gave us that referral. We're going to make you shine. But really what my team, what, what I try to really preach with my team and what goes out to clients is trust and transparency. Hmm. At the end of the day, you know, we saw a lot of dirty things in this business between when I started 2003 and 2010. Uh, and you know, so I know when a client comes to me that they are going to get that trust. They're going to get that transparency. What we promise in the beginning is what they're going to wind up with. They're not going to have to worry about any sort of bait switch or knowing that there's not a professional working with them at all times. So it's that preaching that trust and, and transparency. I never, ever, ever will get, um, at, at the closing table where somebody will ever say that what they got at the table is not exactly what they were promised. Hmm. So do you have like a, any type of a guarantee that you actually state, right? That the, uh, the closing costs will match the estimate or anything like that? So no, uh, yeah, what I, what I tell people is you're working with a local lending expert. Um, you know, I, I think the word guarantee is really thrown around way too loosely. Um, these days, I've never felt the need to put that on paper that, Hey, here's this, closing cost guarantee or whatever, because at the end of the day, uh, we're going to make things right. You know, it's, uh, we, we, we don't even have the obviously ability to change fees or anything like that. Like, you know, it's, it's right. not even an option, but, uh, you know, it's uh, one of the things I actually is as weird as it sounds like one of the things I actually do like doing is I, I do like working up estimates for clients. So like what I'll tell people when I send them off with the pre-approval is shoot me an address. You see something, you're out with your realtor, you see something that you like, shoot me an address. From there, I can show you what everything's going to look like. Hmm. Show them three, four different scenarios. Here's you know, on 20% down, 10% down, whatever, uh, with monthly PMI, without, you know, so it's I actually sort of like that. We've got some cool systems at GR that really allow us to do that pretty quickly. And it's a nice, clean format that we always spit out with these estimates. So it's very easy for the consumer to understand. Yeah, that's an interesting um, thing to highlight there is that you it seems to be, if I'm hearing this correctly, that you're, when possible, you're always giving people more than one loan option to choose from, like three. Yeah, yeah, yeah three absolutely. Options. And on our market, 30 or fixed is king. I mean, most people, sure. don't, you know, they say they need a they need a pre-approval and you, you know what they're asking for. They're asking for 30 or fixed, you know, you know I mean? but, uh, but if, you know, you, you talk, as you talk to them and you, you get to know their situation better. 
is this only a short-term property for you? And are you going to be living the short-term? Should we be talking adjustable rates? Should we be talking a 15-year fix, 20-year fix? Um, so, you know, for the most part in our market, fixed rate is king and 30-year fixed is, is, is the primary amount of the business. I mean, literally more than more than 95% of the loans we're doing, sure. I'm doing annually. So it's, uh, it's, it doesn't really come up to too many other programs otherwise, but we throw the options out there if they want to hear them. Well, yeah. So I want to unpack that a little bit because, you know, I know that, uh, you know, like you said, you're entrepreneur, sales professional, that kind of stuff. Um, a kind of a best practice in sales is to allow the consumer to have a choice. Is that a standard practice for you to like always show up to three options? And then that, that helps the customer kind of be educated and position you as a trusted advisor. Sure. So at the, at the very onset, I'm trying to get two numbers from the client. Okay. How much do you want to use for this transaction? Because yep. in Philadelphia, closing costs are pretty steep. So how much do you want to use for this transaction? And there's no wrong answer. Mm. Uh, and uh, number one is that. And then number two is what? where is that monthly payment comfort level? Everything but utilities. Give me a sense of how much you're looking to spend. And based on those two numbers, I'm going to help you find the range that you should be looking in. And then it gives me a sense, all right, should we be looking for seller assist in the deal? Or should we be looking for pushing more towards a down payment? Uh, and the assist for closing costs, things like that. So those two numbers mm. from there, I can run with a lot of, and and show them options. So right, right. You know, so many people come to you and and they think that the down payment is everything, and that they can roll closing costs into a purchase. And it's like, well, no, it's not that simple. And we got to dedicate a decent amount. You know, it's over typically over five percent for closing costs in Philadelphia. So it's it's pretty substantial amount. Wow. Um, so where, where's that money coming from? And are you using all of your savings to get in? Is that a wise move? You know, are we saving for a rainy day fund here? So just getting to know that. And it really doesn't take long. Taking a couple extra minutes with a client, you can really find out so much and what their needs really are. Mm. And and then you, you go with the rest. And it just builds that. So, you know, we're, we're not advisors, so to speak, but it builds that trust. So you are the first point of contact then for somebody inquiring about a loan? Correct. And most of those conversations are over the phone versus in person, or is it a mix? Yeah, usually phone. Uh, we have a great digital mortgage. So more and more, I try and push people towards that. That is a huge piece of my business. Like, hey, take this 10 minutes. This is just a fact-finding mission. You can put any number you want. You can put a million dollars. You can put $50,000. It really doesn't matter. But you know, this is the fact-finding mission for us. It's going to tell us your income. It's going to show us your credit. What's, you know, what's going on with debt ratios. And from there... We're going to have a conversation and get to those two numbers. But at the very onset, it's like start thinking about these two numbers. Mm. Start thinking about that cash to close that you want to use and start thinking about that monthly payment. And from there, then we're going to guide you to that range. So, so that obviously that initial conversation is kind of short because you want to get the data and push them off to the app. Then on that follow-up conversation, on average, how long are those conversations with people? Yeah, really uh, 10, 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. As long as people need, but really 10, 15 minutes. Once we have the information, 10, 15 minutes is usually all we need. So there's a lot of talk. Uh, you know, I guess it's all about the, your, your style and uh, the different pockets of the country are different and type of buyer. But um, there's a lot of talk about like, you know, the, the, the goals and the dreams and the wants conversations with people when they're buying a home and spending, you know, going going deep if you can with people to kind of build that fence around it, right? Um, are you consciously trying to do that or can you give me a little bit of insights of to to what your goal is during that longer conversation sure so it, it's all about meeting their needs mm-hmm. so do you do you want to be house poor 
<laughs> or do you do you want that cushion? And most people, when you talk to them, they're going to be a little more conservative off the, off the bat. And that's fine because that's a starting point. Like, here's the range based on the numbers you gave me. Here's the range that I think we should be looking at, that, that I think you should be looking at. Are you looking at a property with a tax abatement or not? You know, what areas you're looking in? So it gives me a sense of where uh, where I should be, I'd be estimating taxes, which is obviously a number we don't have at that point. But we, you know, I have a sense of based mm-hmm. on where they're looking. And from there, it's like, here's the range that I think is going to be within your comfort zone. And, and let's talk to your agent. Let's let's get you started with a search for up to set amount. And then if you think you're, as you start to see places, if you think that you're not finding something in that range and you think you're willing to sacrifice a little bit, either on the monthly or maybe putting a little more cash into it, then then we bump up the amount. But you know, it's I, I rarely will ever give a pre-approval just for a maximum amount. It's one of my least favorite requests that, that I get in the business because why lay those cards out to a seller, first of all? Yeah. Um, and then why put yourself in an uncomfortable position? You know, if mm-hmm. for some reason you decide to put in an offer and you didn't ask me for the numbers beforehand, and now all of a sudden you got yourself into this contract and you, you're petrified of the monthly payment, mm-hmm. why didn't we have this conversation before? So it's like, come back to me. I'm not, I don't want to give you a pre-approval. Yes, you're pre-approved. Congratulations. But I don't want to give you a letter yet. Let's once you see something that you think you may want to break an offer on, send me an address. Let me run some numbers for you. Make sure you're comfortable, and then we'll fire off the pre-approval letter in a minute. Okay. Um, I wrote down from our last chat that uh, if this is correct, a hundred percent of your business is referral. Yeah, hundred percent. Yep. Exactly. And that's mostly from agents. Yep. Yeah, um, agents and, and a business network that I've built over the years, but I'd right. be lying. It's almost all agents. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm thinking of the conversation of rate shoppers, right? And, and, and um, you know, in the context of you getting most 100% of your business as a referral from real estate agents, you know, one, you assume that there's the implied trust that comes with that referral so that the shopping perhaps would be reduced. But I'm curious what you're seeing or to what degree are you experiencing, right? Rate shopping, for example. Sure. It's, uh, we're in a major market. There's banks at every corner of the city. You know, it's, so it, it comes up a lot. Uh, and that's where you have to, you know, experience is key. Uh, what we do here in, in Philly in our branch, I mean, the, the amount of business that we do out of our branch is, is huge. We've made ourselves a household name in Philly as a trusted lender. And so that's, that's a huge piece, you know, mm. gonna, you're, you're maximizing your chances getting to the closing table. Those horror stories you hear about at closing from your friends and family that they've had these horrendous experiences at closing, blowing up, things like that. We just don't let that happen. There's, we, we do a lot of homework up front. We, we, there's so many pieces to the machine. There's so many cogs to the machine that we are working on and making sure everything is moving through the system as it should, mm-hmm. so that your commitments are being met, you're, you're uh, you know, the, the, the closing time, we're, we're not late on anything. And, uh, the rate shopping, you know, you can't avoid it with all the, the online advertising today. I mean, once you type the word mortgage into Google, it's yeah. off to the races that you're going to come up on every single, every website you go to now an ad's going to pop up with disgustingly low rates. And it's like, well, there's a lot of fine print. We're not a one size fits all business. And do you want to get into like a fast talking phone salesman or do you want somebody that's going to walk you through this process and you're going to have someone on my team and, and me, my cell phone, text me, call me anytime. I really 
you know, it's 24 seven and you're going to have somebody at all times holding your hand here. So you don't often have the situation where people don't recognize your company's brand. Oh, no, we do. Yeah, we do. I mean, it's, again, we're in a major metropolitan area, so we're surrounded by the big banks. Mm. Um, Who's your biggest competitor there in Philly? I'm curious. It's the, the in-house lenders, you know, that, that maybe were the first point of contact. Yeah. Uh, the, the first point of contact for the consumer because they were sold on convenience. Um, but it's a different mentality. You know, when you have someone that is literally just being, uh, they, they know certain deals are going to wind up on their desk at the end of every day and somebody that has to fight for it, it's a different mentality. Yeah. So, you know, I've got to earn the trust on every single deal with mm, okay. the agent sending me that referral. Well, all right. That's, that's good, by the way. Thank you for sharing that. And, and you know, we could keep, keep going deep, deeper on, on your whole consumer conversation strategy and you're welcome to throw in anything else you want. But what I'd like to do perhaps is pivot then to this discussion around 100% of your business is coming from referral. And so there's two, two directions to talk about there. Number one, um, I'd love to learn about you know, how you've built such a reliable, loyal, dare I say, right, group of real estate agents and how many, how many A player agents right, are on your bus right now. Yeah, so um, I probably... I'd say agents that I get every single one of their leads that I am truly their, their preferred lender. Uh, it's probably about two and a half to three dozen. Uh, yeah. And then the next, let's say two, three dozen, uh, I'm one of their two or three preferred lenders. Uh, and then after that, you know, yeah. We'll get the save deals sure. and we'll get the, you know, the one-offs or the, the business referral, you know, from my business network, things like well, that. Dude, I mean, hold on, pause, stop the presses. I mean, two dozen, let's just say 24 yeah. realtors who are like fall on the sword loyal to you whenever they can yeah. possibly direct the deal to you. They're not doing the three card thing. Ideally not. You know, they, they, they may have their sources, but at the end of the day, um, they're going to say, look, you can shop around, but this is, mm. you know, it's your absolute right to shop around. But at the end of the day, this is the guy you're going to want to be working with. He's the guy right. that you can trust. He's not going to BS you. Uh, you know, he's going to get you to the table and he's going to get you a great rate. All right. So, and how do you get to that level with, with an agent? Yeah, it's uh, time and time again, you got to deliver. I mean, at the end of the day, it is about delivering. You know, you, you really have to be sharp. Yeah. It is the, the toughest thing that I've had as I've been growing is trying to step out of the business a little bit more to business develop mm. while maintaining the same service. Mm. Uh, and it is hard, but, you know, it, 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 is, it is a daily task. At the, at the end of the day, I am hitting inbox zero. Whether it's just to uh, follow up with somebody and say, "Hey, I saw your message. Let me get back to you tomorrow. Let me work on some things for you." But it's um, you know, you got to be there with the responses. You have to be there with with the right answers. And it's okay to sometimes not have the answer, but you're going to get the answer. But you, you just have to always deliver. And at the end of the day, look, that, that realtor, this is their livelihood too. You have mm. to make them look good. You have to appreciate that this they are your business partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the ones that truly treat me as a business partner, um, you know, that's where it's, it's invaluable. Uh, we're going to do everything. We're going to, we're going to bend over backwards to make sure that their client is happy and that they're going to say something to the realtor that said, Hey, thanks for referring us to, to Rob and guaranteed rate. 
uh, you know, you, you really helped us and thank you for, for the service. Okay. All right. So what I, I want to get a little bit more tactical for those listening that, uh, you know, hear that figure, cause it's, it's quite mind blowing to me as well. I mean, I didn't have that many, even though I'm similar to you about 70, 80% of my, my business was referral from real estate agents. Um, but it's changed, you know, um, and, and there is this kind of psychology of sometimes of like the three card or the double apping. Okay. So, uh, what, I wanted to get this question out of the way because it's just coming back in my head. I have to do it. How many um, pre-qual or loan app right calls are you taking on average a day? Two to three. Two to three. All right. So do you have a mentality of like a loan a day or something like that? Not, no. That, that was the goal was like to write last year was to try to get to one loan for every business day close. Yeah. Now I'm trying to make it one loan per calendar day. So, uh, you know, you know, now we're entering crazy season in right. January, February, you know, it's, it's tough to not hit the panic button and be like, why am I not getting all these leads? But it's, it's January, you know, it's supposed to be slow, but yes. we try to, we try to make it not so seasonal anymore. Okay. Just, just a jump back onto the agents thing. I just had to get it, get that out of my brain. Yeah. All right. So for the agents, um, do you, make yourself available 24 seven, you know, what are the parameters you set on those agent relationships in terms of Yeah, so probably don't take my advice on this, but it's, it's, uh, this is for me, I'm all in, you know, it is, I, I definitely have my times where I shut off. They're not set times, but my phone is always on and I have a habit of, of looking at it. So if I can't handle something, I'm trying to get my team to notice. Like I said, my my assistant, he's on the upside. So we the upside, we really make sure that they're working normal hours because we have to keep them sane for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, my team member that helps with the sales cycle, he's on every email, so he sees everything that's coming in. And between us, we're delegating. Um, so if, I, yep. if I need to be out for a couple hours, he's monitoring that stuff a little bit more. Uh, but you know, it's. I can't say I'm not looking at it seven days a week. No, I get it. I mean, but, but do you also kind of like, if you're out at the, you know, the family barbecue or picnic or in a movie, I mean, are you stepping out? Yeah. Um, trying to be more mindful with that. Absolutely. It's, uh, <laughs> are you married? No, we definitely have our downtime and I have my family time. For okay. Certain. Right. Uh, there's no doubt about that, but, uh, like after uh, nine, you won't take all, you'll text somebody back, whatever. Exactly. But that's where, again, our digital mortgage helps so much. Right. Like, hey, I, I'm not at my laptop right now. I can't help you right this second. Can you spend 10 minutes online? Fill okay. this out as best you can. Let me, once I get a chance, I'm going to review it for you. Okay. All right. It, makes it, 20, it makes it 24-7 business by having that. It's it's just like, it, it's, it's fantastic. And then you're, you're still going to review everything. No. Yeah. So I don't know. There's two roads you go, right? One is just like, Hey man, I'll come at me. I'm all, I'm all in, I'm available 24 seven. And then there's the, you know, people who are like, you know, building some communication expectations around that with their agents as they bump up against that. Like, like if you have an agent, it's like, Hey man, I texted you at nine o'clock, 10 o'clock. I was like, you didn't respond. Then it's like, Hey, you know what? Let's build some expectations here around. Right. <laughs> right. So I try to lay it out that like, Hey, if you need it, if it's an emergency and it's, nine o'clock at night and you need to get in the offer tonight. Sure. Let me know. Just yeah. let me know the urgency because if it can wait till the morning, like let's just wait until the morning, you know, it's, yeah. uh, right. but you know, if it, but if it is an ungodly hour and it's, it's necessary, you have to get this offer in. you're up against three other offers and it has to come in tonight. 
Text me. Let okay. me know, and we'll make sure it happens for you. All right, then. Um, there's two two last things, I guess, areas I want to talk about is, um, one, how do you market and promote yourself to agents? Because you've got, sounds like a big database of agents, if you will, right? Even your inner circle is two to three dozen, like you said. How did you, what's some best practices on how you're getting in front of those agents to get them to choose you? Sure. Uh, so reputation, honestly, some of the some of those initial core dozen put me in touch with the next dozen. Mm-hmm. You know, it's if you do a good job for someone, they become you know they become your billboard, so to speak. Yeah, you but, but let's let's hold, hold on here. Here's see see a yeah, lot of, yeah. a lot of top producers tend to gloss over that because that doesn't happen yeah. automatically. I'm sure you were proactive about it in asking agents after you close the transaction. Hey, who do you, who else do you know? Other agents that are looking for a good lender. Right. And, and to be honest, you get to a point where you don't even have to ask that they, you, you become friends with them, you know, they're business partners, they they become friends. This is the the referral part of the business. You know, it's, Mm you want to do business with people you get along with. You want to do business with people that you respect. And if you do a good job for them, they want to see you succeed just like anybody else. You know, people that, that like you want you to succeed and they want to, be your billboard without even asking and you know so so yeah there's a there's an appropriate time and and i had in my first 10 years in the business i really had an issue with that i mean it's because i didn't want to step on the toes if i was let's say the preferred agent for someone and then you ask for business for somebody in that office are they going to be threatened by that and Mm -hmm. some agents would be threatened by that so it's there's there's a right time and a place um and then but again, the agents that really want you to succeed and want their lender to be like the the expert here in the transaction and the, and the quarterback in the transaction, yeah. they're happy to throw your name out. Do you do things uh, today uh, on a weekly or monthly basis that put you in front of agents? That could be something like classes or the you know the board of realtor events or uh, happy hours and stuff like that. Yeah, so I'm trying to get out. You know, most. Most meetings are over coffee, lunch, happy hour, just with an agent or maybe invite a couple agents out. Um, I'll throw a couple of events a year. My client appreciation events are not really geared towards my my true clients, the borrowers. They're more geared towards like uh, towards realtors. And and if we're and that was another thing too, like do realtors want to just be in a room with all real estate agents? Like is that fun for them? Uh, but you know, misery loves company. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, every time I'm in a room with with several mortgage people, that's who I wind up gravitating towards. And right. you just share war stories and things like that. So it's the feedback I always get when I have events is that it was a great time and it was great to catch up with some of their peers and it, it winds up being it. So, so uh, try to have some some events like that. And How the often do you do those? Uh, I try quarterly. Try okay. one quarterly. Um, should I be doing more monthly? Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. Well, how many, how many agents attend those on average every quarter? Usually about 2000. Okay. All right. Nice. Yeah. Man. nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I'll bring, I'll also mix up the room a little bit with my business contacts, uh, to, um, so that it's not just real estate agents in the room, that there's some other people for them to meet. Um, yeah. so uh, I like to keep it a little bit fresh and, and have people network. So. And so you just host that at some kind of local bar, restaurant, whatever. Mm-hmm. Are you mm-hmm. paying the whole thing or doing the drink, drink tickets thing or what? Uh, it really, it, it depends on the event. It, it, um, 
I try to have something other than drinking just because that's been it. That could be problematic. Everyone could, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone could go to get a drink. But, you know, we try to keep it a little educational for them. Um, I've brought business coaches into an event oh, before. Okay. Uh, just, you know, it's that, that can be a great so you're, com- you're combining this like this mixer thing, but you're also providing some value through a guest speaker content or something. Exactly. Got it. Are you working in-house? Any any real estate offices? Are you like popping into their meetings and doing market updates? Yeah, some of the larger teams, I'll I'll try and pop in and uh, and give some information for them. But I'm not an in-house affiliate affiliated lender anywhere. Um, it's uh, I, I ride solo in that capacity. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the teams we're trying to you know always push value. Our marketing is is intense and. Mm-hmm. And we can really take the marketing piece off of if, if somebody doesn't have an admin, let's say, and they need stuff taken care of, you know, your open house flyers and pro co-branded programs, stuff like that. Like we our marketing uh, is, is top notch. So we have stuff for, for them to, to really help take that off of their plate. Hmm. A couple of last notes here that I see here. One of them is you meant you're a self-proclaimed non-tech wizard, <laughs> not a right. tech wizard, right? <laughs> um, right. Are you trying to, this is relevant to the question, uh, I hope, uh, I'm thinking because you're, you're all in on realtors, it's a hundred percent referral from realtors. You know, um, I'm wondering if you're evaluating other channels such as consumer direct, are you looking at evolving your source of business, perhaps online coming up? Yeah. So I go back and forth with this. Yeah. At the end of the day, I wrote. 240 loans last year and that put me in the top of what we do you know, for, for loan officers top you know in the top yeah. rankings yes that's not that many people overall and so so by going out to the masses and is that you know we get so many uh opportunities so to speak to advertise and spend thousands and thousands of dollars and at the end of the day is that really worthwhile because targeting the consumer again at the end of the day that consumer is probably being referred by their real estate agent when they do go to go find homes that real estate agent is probably referring them to a lender or their accountant or their family is referring them to a lender so are these um you know these advertising opportunities like are they worthwhile and it's it's a fine mix so going out to the masses um I think the social media capacity is uh, is a big piece, and I think you have to be out there enough to so that people remember you and they, they know you, and it's another touch. Uh, but is that something that I see myself going all in with or, or heavily focusing on? No. At the end of the day, uh, I think that it's an important piece that shouldn't you can't forget about it, but uh, you need to get face-to-face somehow. You really need to get face to face somehow. The more face to face, or the more touches you can get with somebody, uh, with with realtors or business connections, you know, great referral sources, those walking billboards. Um, you you really need more of an interaction. Yeah, in terms of the referral relationships, right. I'm looking. I'm looking real quick here. So uh, I see it looks like you've got. I'm just pulling it up right now. Uh, a presence on Zillow in terms of reviews. Um, is that an active thing you try and get people to do? Yeah, we're trying to more so, you know, that's something that I've been working on lately is really trying to, to get more reviews on Zillow. We we uh, 
Guarantee Rate is a company. We're with the uh, Net Promoter Score, so we're signed up. So every consumer is taking a survey mm-hmm. at the end of the day. So asking them to do additional surveys, I recognize, is sometimes painful because uh, it's it's hard enough to get people to you know to get fifty or forty percent of people to do the Net Promoter Score is hard enough. So Zillow reviews, I think, are important. Zillow, you know, everyone's going to Zillow at some point during a home search, whether it's their first or part or just it's the first thing that comes up in a search when they see a specific property. Um, You know, people, uh, consumers are going online Mm -hmm. to at least see a home, whether it's not in person, obviously, but it's it's some point of uh, reference that they can look at, see a price, see the, the room count, whatever, and then going in person to see it. So it's important to, you know, be visible there with those reviews. And that's something that we're focusing on more this year. So any concerns then, you know, I'm sure you're, you're tuned in somewhat uh, to the whole talk of disruption and, you know, Zillow, of course, bought a mortgage company. And, you know, if you're a betting person, right, you would bet that they're going to continue to grow and expand that. Of course, now they're buying homes directly from people and, you know, one can only kind of foresee, right, what's coming for that down the road. How much of that, it sounds, you know, is 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 a concern for you? Do you have any, you know, plans on, I don't know, you know, trying to combat that in any way? Or are you just like so confident that the, you know, the referral base you've got to real, realtors, eh, not too worried about it? No, it's, you have to be cognizant of it, uh, of changes in the industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to be cognizant of your competition what they're doing and to you can't stay static you mm-hmm. have to keep uh, you have to keep changing you have to keep evolving your business because the consumer is evolving too how they you know 10 years ago people weren't going to zillow as their first line of defense or or, or another online right. source so um does it, am i concerned about zillow acquiring a mortgage company or you know at the end of the day, I get calls every single week to save deals from <laughs> online lenders. Yes. Yeah, because it, it's the real estate is local. It's not entirely true these days, but it is pretty darn important still. Mm-hmm. Uh, and is this process going to be fully automated ever? I'm sure one day down the road, um, there will be a way to, to fully automate this. But right now, it is still in an era that is far from an automated process. And you really, you have to be involved in your pipeline. You have to, you can't just let your pipeline go and, and pretend like everything's just going to show up at the closing table. Mm-hmm. You have to know what's going on on files or else things can fall through the cracks very easily. And that's the difference between a good consumer experience and a bad one. So. Love it. Love it. Okay. Last question. Um, what are you still trying to do currently in your life or your business to make you uncomfortable uh, on a more consistent basis, because that sounds like yeah. So <laughs> I think I'm 42 years old, so I think I'm a little past the generation that can be completely out there on social media. Um, but you know, just ramping, ramping some further social media presence up. Mm-hmm. Maybe a video one of these days that I've been saying <laughs> I'll do for years. Uh, but that that'll eventually come. Uh, but, that's that's a big thing. I mean, I think I've got some good information to provide, and just finding the right forum of how I want to put it out there. Um, that's that's the goal. And then just trying new things, you know, trying uh, um, again more so about creating value for 
consumers and for my agents, you know, it's uh, that's that's more about what I'm I'm looking for. I don't want to just be not not falsely selling, but uh, just throwing random information out there that is just internet junk. You know, yeah. it's, I really want to find a little more purpose to that. So. Well, I mean, I think you could, right? I mean, I'm just looking at your posts that you've got on your Facebook page and to your point about video, like for instance, the most recent one that happened to be coming up for, actually, I've scrolled down a bit on your page. So one of them is um, if you see too many for sale signs, that might not be the right neighborhood for you. So what I'm kind of advising people is to take the stuff you'd be posting like that and, you know, and and I don't know how that's getting posted for you, but it doesn't matter because um, what's, and you know this, but so I'm preaching to the listeners right now, you take those same things that maybe your company's posting for you or whatever, and you do your own take on that with a video. You know what I mean? That's, what's going to yep. drive the engagement and the trust. And so maybe that's a place for you to start. And I'm happy to check Absolutely. in, check in on you on that and make sure you're getting out of your comfort zone. That uh, great. Yeah, man. Appreciate it. Okay. Look at, I know you got to go. Um, it is, uh, time to get back to business. I appreciate you uh, making time here. If anybody wants to reach out to you, how should they connect with you? Sure. Email me rob.wishnik, W-I-S-H-N-I-C-K at rates.com. Uh, that's, that's perfect. I'll find you know, inbox zero by the end of every day. I'll get back to you. <laughs> inbox zero, man. That's so, so that's out of my comfort zone. I got to tell you, that's a bit inspiring for me. <laughs> my wife has 15,000 unread emails on her phone and it makes me cringe. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I have a junk Gmail account just for that. So yeah. anyway, man, appreciate you being here very much. It was a great session. And uh, as always, listeners, if you like this episode, please leave us a review. You know where to do that. And uh, we will see you on the next one. Thanks for listening to Mortgage Marketing Radio. Want more truth in mortgage marketing? Get more free training and resources at MortgageMarketingInstitute.com. Hey guys, what's up real quick. Uh, you've heard about the mortgage marketing pro membership before. And I just want to quickly remind you if that you're in a place in your business where you simply need more purchase loans, you need to fill your pipeline with purchase business. Let's just face it. Agents are still a solid pillar of business and sources of purchase business for you. Well, good news. Our mortgage marketing pro membership helps loan officers like you close more loans without the hassle of chasing agents or cold calling. Done for you agent classes, expert training videos, a marketing automation platform that automates the entire process for you, everything you need to build your personal brand in your local market, attract and convert agents into referral partners, plus done for you proven marketing materials and plug and play content to make promoting your class, getting agents butts and seats, partnering with affiliates real easy. But that's not all. You'll also get access to our weekly mastermind calls with top LOs, authors, speakers, and coaches to learn the best strategies to grow your business right now in today's market. And as an extra bonus for a limited time, for all new members, you'll get access to a database of 200 agents in your local market that have closed anywhere to, from eight to 50 transactions in the last 12 months. And we'll provide that list upload into our platform for you so you can get off to a fast start in reaching actually productive agents. So what are you waiting for? You can check out more at mortgagemarketing.pro, see more of the success stories there. And if you feel compelled to do so, book a call. We'll have a chat. We'll see if it's a fit. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your mortgage business to the next level right now. Head over to mortgagemarketing.pro.